And Lord, may our hearts be open. May the words of my mouth, the meditations of all our hearts together, be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Friends, I want to confide, confess, share with you that I felt just a little bit of anticipation as I began to prepare my Easter sermon. Well, perhaps anxiety would be a better word. Frankly, I find it a challenge to proclaim Easter in a Good Friday world. What words of hope, resurrection, new life, can be spoken to those who are grieving, hurting, suffering in this world today. Think of the last few weeks in Ukraine, the children killed at a train station, 900 civilians killed in an apartment complex, the streets of Bukha scattered with tortured corpses, the gathered cries in Mariupol. Saturday, I thought about the 15th anniversary of the 32 students and faculty members of Virginia Tech who were taken from their loved ones. And then the news shared yet one more black male, Patrick Leoli, was fatally shot by a white male officer, sworn to protect and serve. All these things were going through my mind as I reread the Easter lesson from John's Gospel. Here was this beautiful Easter story. But try as I might, I couldn't get past the first sentence. I read early in the morning on the first day of the week while it was still dark. Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. And then I stopped. I tried to read and go on to get to the meat of the message, the discovery of the empty tomb. The confusion of Mary and the disciples, the angels, the gardener, Mary's realization that Jesus was not dead, but had risen from the grave. But I was stuck on this phrase, while it was still dark. It just stayed and resonated with me. Now I was assuming the author of John probably wrote this statement to reference the time of day. Just a minor detail to set the scene. But since I could not get past it, I had to wonder why God kept hoarding my progress. And that's when it dawned on me, pardon the pun, the darkness John was talking about was not just physical darkness. It was also spiritual darkness. You see, on that first Easter morning, things looked very bleak to Mary Magdalene. Mary had been with Jesus almost from the beginning of his ministry. She had seen lives changed, bodies healed, eyes opened. But on Friday, just a few days before, Jesus had been crucified. Nails had been driven into his hands and his feet. A sword had pierced his side. Mary stood at the foot of the cross helplessly while he was killed. And her heart was broken. How could this have happened? This was the man who had come to save Israel. Where was God in all this? And it hit me, and I sat there and reflected. 
the answer right before her. The Word made flesh, God incarnate in the body and the life of Jesus, hung there on the cross in front of her. God was right there in the midst of the darkness. That morning, as she came to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body for burial, her heart was heavy, and in her soul, it was still dark. Mary may have been wondering, what will I do now? Peter and the other disciples could probably go back to their old lives again, fishing, tax collecting, their families. But what about her? Remember, Mary is the woman from whom Jesus cast out seven demons. She didn't have a life she wanted to go back to. More importantly, what was she going to do without Jesus, her friend, Savior, and the work they had been doing together? Sadness, disappointment, disappointment, and emptiness consumed her. Her soul languished in spiritual darkness. Most of us can probably relate to Mary because we have all had days when we stand with our dreams in shambles around our feet. When the test comes back positive, when we battle with disease or struggle with chronic pain, when we grieve the loss of health, struggle to care for our loved ones with challenges, when we mourn the passing of parents, spouses, friends, and even dear pets, when we experience broken relationships, marriages crumbling, our children go astray, when we get a pink slip from our employer, the new life of Easter always begins in the dark. John's Gospel proclaims, while it was still dark, Easter happened. The light shined in the darkness, and darkness did not, has not, will not, cannot overcome it. In her book, Learning to Walk in Dark, Barbara Brown Taylor tells of exploring a wild cave, one that is not safe for the general public. At one point, her guide, a retired Presbyterian minister in West Virginia, said, this is where we will practice sitting in the dark. And they all turned off their gas by lamps. I have been spayunking. I've been deep into a cave several miles, and we have turned off our lights. It is pitch black. You cannot see the hand in front of your face. You cannot see anything. And it becomes frightening. It becomes overwhelming to some extent. I began to immediately think, will we be able to turn the lights back on? It wasn't just a flashlight we were flicking. We were sparking, getting a spark to get the gas going. This is where we will practice sitting in the dark, Barbara wrote. We let the dark have us. Turning her reflections in the cave, she thought about the tomb of Jesus and what happened in the darkness of that cave before there was any witnesses of resurrection light. The resurrection didn't begin with lilies and trumpets that first Easter. The resurrection began while it was still dark. The new life of Easter always begins in the dark. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all the people. The light shines in the darkness. 
In the first creation story, God drove Eve and Adam out of the garden. But in this new creation story, Jesus sends Mary, no longer crying, out of the garden rejoicing. She is sent out to tell everyone that darkness has not overcome the word made flesh who had lived among us. She has seen her rabbi, her teacher, and she now understands that she has seen the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. She proclaims, I have seen the Lord. Her message declares to us the new beginning that God has prepared for all of us. My friends, it can be easy to believe while everything is all sunlight and happiness, but very difficult to believe while it is still dark. It's easy to believe God is for us when life is good, but when it turns sour and the natural inclination is to feel rejected, guilty, or abandoned. Anyone can walk in the sunshine. Only the faithful can walk in the dark. But the fact is, no one experiences only sunshine. And I would remind us that all sunshine, with no dark clouds to make rain, produces a desert, not a garden. In March of 1922, C. Austin Miles, the songwriter and musician, was developing film and waiting for the process to complete. When he picked up his Bible, it had fallen open to John chapter 20. He found in that chapter the story of Mary's coming to the garden to visit the tomb of Jesus. She looked into the tomb, her heart sank because Jesus wasn't there. He, standing nearby, spoke her name, Mary, and she recognized him. Her heart leaped for joy. Miles imagined that he was present with them in the garden on that glorious occasion, witnessing the wonderful event. When his thoughts returned to business at hand in the dark room, he was gripping his Bible. His muscles, according to his own recollection, were tense and vibrating. Reverently, he thought, this is not an experience limited to, limited to a happening almost 2,000 years ago. It is the daily companionship with the Lord that makes the Christian life. Easter is not a holiday, dear friends. Easter is a holy day. It shows us how we live every day. Jesus tells Mary, now, go and tell others. We are called as Christ's disciples to do the same. We are called to go into the world proclaiming resurrection and hope in dark places. As we go, let us be reminded of Paul's word to Christ's church in Corinth. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. For Christ is alive. The tomb is empty. Christ lives. May we go forth and proclaim the good news. I serve a risen Savior. You'll find the words in your sheets. Join me as we sing, He Lives. Thank you.